ladies and gentlemen, last night, unless you live under a rock, was Poirier versus McGregor. But you thought, oh, man, it can't get much better than that. There's no way it could get better. Well, here we are. My name is Better. And this is my <laughs> co-host, Danny. <laughs> Just kidding. But hey, thank you so much for watching performance. You can use our discount code, OpenGarCast25, for 25% off the ability to get thick, mean, lean, and swole doing their workouts with Alex Sterner um, and uh, Alex Bryce and uh, Adam Bradley's bald head. And we are joined today by Gabrielle Macomb, who is going to be a part of a really awesome event coming up that Danny and I are very excited about, Fight to Win 162, all-female card. We're definitely going to have questions about that and about her career. I've actually uh, seen you compete, Gabby, since Purple Belt when uh, your husband guillotined me, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) choked me, and uh, did not apologize and that's a, that was uh I'm still waiting on that one. I'm just joking. But no, it was an awesome. It was back at American Nationals 2016 when I when I fought Paulo Costa. Um and yeah, you 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 guys are a power couple. It is awesome to see the both of you guys' continued success and thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, uh Pauline, I think you always used to compete with Pauline on open open classes, right? Like more than one time already, right? I think it might have only been one time, thankfully. But uh, I uh, <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> yeah, thankfully, because man, I okay. So the fight, like, I tried to get under the leg, and it didn't work. It was all, and he was like, he did the good control over my elbows with a big open palm, and then he one time he it was my first time getting my throat grabbed, which I understand is not illegal. It's just you never had your throat grabbed before in a fight. You instantly like, whoa, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> so no fight sports does a lot of that, and. Uh, <laughs> and then he guillotined me so hard and I was not ready for it. He like jumping guillotined me. And uh, ever since then, I've, I've watched him. I know you guys train at Gracie Humaita, uh, which is awesome because I also go down there and cross train. And my and my professor is um, Gracie Humaita, uh, though I am not. And it's just really, it's really cool to see you guys do so well. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, Max. Whatever you guys have to ask right now, like I'm down for for answer, you know. And I I don't know, like a, what what what's the topic we're gonna talk about? Just let me know, and then I'm happy to talk right now. Fantastic. Sure. So do you want to just start off talking about like what originally got you started in jujitsu? Okay, how I started jujitsu? Yep. Uh, I started as a kid, seven years old. Uh, uh, in Manaus, I used to live with my aunt. And my uncle and my cousin, my cousins, they used to train jujitsu already. So my aunt probably never said, no, she, she's not going to train. That's not for her. That's too aggressive. Don't go. But I used to be at home all day not doing nothing. So one day my cousin just said, oh, let's go to the gym. It was like, a, a, how to say, a kids, like a something for passing time, like go. And then I went one time, I like it, went a second time, and then I started going every day. Uh, for As a kid, I usually say like, oh, when you start, I start at seven, but I never took serious as a kid, pretty much. As a teenager, I started getting serious, but the, as a kid, it was just playing around, and no, I never won anything as a kid. <laughs> no, I, me neither. I see some kids here in Leticia, you know, like at the six, five years old, and they win everything and like keep paying kids. And I'm like, man, like uh, you guys are lucky the opportunity you guys have. And it's good, you know, for you guys. 
But pretty much that's how it started. My my I call her my sister, my old sister. That was my cousin. She took me to the gym. I like it. You know, it was was something different for me to do every day besides stay home and go to school. And that's how I started, you know, getting into. And after I started thinking about to become more like a series of competition, because also I was not interested. In, I did not really like competing, you know, before when I was a kid, because first I was scared. I used to cry. I used to be like, oh, I'm, I'm bad. I don't know if I'm good on that. And also when I started losing a lot, that this motivated me a lot. Like as a kid, I was like, oh, man, I'm not good. And also some people saying like, oh, why are you doing jiu-jitsu still? Like, you don't, you're not good for that. Oh. So, so my, I have two sisters, my old sister, that's my cousin. Then my, my sister, daughter of my mom. So she started jiu-jitsu after me. And she was good. Like she started right away winning everything. And she started traveling with Fujitsu and everything. And I'm like, how come I start first and she's better than me? <laughs> and that's to come the point. You as a kid, you just think that way. But I now as older, I see like a she won. She was better than me because she was my mature and she took serious. That's why she won the things, everything, you know. And I was like, oh, how can I become like that? At the moment that it, in old times in Manaus, it's very hard to travel, you know, to compete, you know, with Jiu-Jitsu. In old times, everything with Jiu-Jitsu was very hard right now. A lot, right now, it's a lot better, you know, compared with how it was when I started Jiu-Jitsu. So she started competing, going to Brazilian Nationals, the, the project that we, I started. The teacher said for everyone, oh, Everybody, I'm gonna select who's gonna go to Brazilian Nationals, and but I only have this amount of uh, tickets for take it, and I'm not gonna take everyone, I'm just gonna take who really trained series and who deserve to be there. And then I was not one of those, <laughs> <laughs> I was not one of those. And I and when I saw the opportunity they had, you know, to go for a different uh, state to compete, I was like, man, like I was so sad, and at the same time, that motivated me. To try to become better, you know, because I said yes. I want to have the opportunity to travel to and meet the other states, you know, to 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 win something outside. And then I started training more, you know, as a teenager, I started training more, you know, and that's when I opened my mind about, oh, I can really win a lot of things with Jiu-Jitsu. So pretty much that's how I started, you know, and I was going. Uh -huh. so I'm going to let you guys make questions, otherwise I'm going to talk a lot. No, oh, no, okay. we love it. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I actually want to say this. Anybody listening, we love it when you guys go in-depth on your questions, right? So, oh, like, okay. any, if anybody's listening, like, man, I wish I was on the Open Guard cast and they work hard and, or whatever. I don't know. People <laughs> probably don't do that. But um, you get my point. Like, we as interviewers love hearing about your guys, about your stories, right? My question yeah. was going to be, at what point in your career did you meet Leticia? Oh, I was... 14, mm -hmm. 2000 was the first time that I came to United States to compete. I came for, yeah, 2014 words. I fought my last year as a juvenile, juvenile two. And then I came to train at the her academy one time. I came to train in her academy. And that was the first time I had any contact to her. And to be honest, in my house, um, by, by that time, uh, I was, uh, example, local, very good local athlete. And a few people knew me outside the state because I started competing more a real international open, Brazilian national. So some people outside the gym started knowing me. And I 
I, I think I met the Brenda Heller first. Brenda is strictly led already. And I, I met her, you know, and she say, oh, you sh uh, she talk about led, you know, about to go because I met her in uh, Abu Dhabi Selective. So I, I heard a few things, you know, I knew Bia because Bia went to compete the, the Brazilian Nationals in, in, in my city. But all those black belts, I, I really came to find out about them when I started competing and training more here. Because I never really studied Jiu-Jitsu, you know. I knew some old school in Brazil, but all the girls that they were old school that came to live over here, you know, I never knew about it. And the, when I talked about Larry, about that, she's like, how you didn't know everyone? And I'm like, I just didn't search about it, you know. I, I didn't search. <laughs> and and then, uh, by that time, we didn't have, like, an example, social media or anything. It was just a Grace magazine. And I, I don't buy magazines, so. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah it's so, crazy that... Uh... That, that connection with Brenda, because I actually train with her and uh, under her and Marcio right now. So yeah. that's really cool. But uh, yeah, yeah. So do you want to talk about like some of the, the girls you started training with under Leticia? Because she is obviously a really good uh, women's team with so many good competitors. So like, were those the girls that you mentioned? Were those the ones you first started training with when you uh, went over okay. to Leticia's? Okay. The first person that I met, uh, I met Brenda, mm -hmm. that was from the team. And I also find out about Bia. I only find out about Bia because Bia used to teach private lessons for Maisa, for Maisa Bassos. And I start compete as juvenile and maybe 14 years old too. I started compete against Maisa Lock. And I always seen Bia behind her, you know, coaching her and she used to teach her. And then I'm like, oh, that's Bia, you know. And then, oh, she teaches Maisa. And then I, it was another thing for, for me to be scared of Maisa when I used to compete with <laughs> her. But then I started finding out about then. And then I came 2014. I met Letty, you know. I just got introduced to her. I visited her gym. And then Letty told me, oh, next time when you guys come, you know, try to come a little bit longer, you know, to stay for the camp. Because we came for a short time. We didn't have money to stay for too long. So I came for 2015 pants. Uh, I stay a month and then I train more with them, you know, start meeting the girls. I was new on the team. So I'm very quiet, you know, a close person. So was just slow, you know, for start meeting then. And especially in a big team of girls, I was like, uh, should I train hard? Should I train slow? Should I, what I do, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was, I came here with, for pants, I was already, I think, 17. My first year as adult, so I was like, oh, okay, how I go? And then I started analyzing things like, oh, how the wave comes, that's how the wave gonna go back. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I started training. My lady used to say that, oh, Gabi when came here as a juvenile, as a as a blue belt, she only had the, you know, like a, the stitch car, like a, the switch car. She only had the fifth. She didn't have, Fifth gear. She, yeah, she didn't have the number one to start. So I didn't really, I didn't really knew how to flow. I was like very, like nobody want to train that blue belt. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. So, but I got it. I got friendship for everyone really quick. You know, like I, I really like Letty. We had, we, I think we got a connection really quick when I came here, because it was pretty much like that. I came first time, I met her. Second time, I stayed for the camp. And then I came for words for, was the time that I stayed longer. And then I, every time I came, 
all the opportunity that I saw here that I could do with Jiu-Jitsu, I was falling in love more to be here, you know, because in my city is very bad to live off Jiu-Jitsu, you know, and any kind of sport, pretty much, and yeah. especially by that time, you know. And uh, and uh, I even told Larry the last time that I came before I moved, I told Larry, I don't want to live anymore. I want to stay. <laughs> and she said, okay, did you finish your school already? I said, no, I have one more year. She said, okay, you got to go back. Then go back, finish <laughs> your school, and then we figure out something later. So pretty much it was like that, you know, with the team, you know, how I, I came to Grace Maita, how I met Letty. The beginning was like that. That's so interesting you say that you're like a quiet, reserved person because you're so well-spoken and you're so outgoing, it seems. Yeah, I, I am. When I start, that's why, like, when I don't know or when I, I'm shy, you know, especially for now, it's a podcast. I have to talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's a good I really opportunity. Like yeah, I really like to talk. Not with people that I don't know, you know, especially if we're doing a small talk or something, but for mm. something like that, especially something that I really know how to talk about it. You mm-hmm. ask me about my life as I compare everything, so I have the the, the everything to say, you know. So yeah. that's why I'm gonna talk a lot. That's awesome. <laughs> so you talked about like losing a lot as a kid and not winning a lot of tournaments when you first started competing. Was it when you first started training with Leticia? Is that when you started turning it around and winning a lot of competitions? Uh, no, a little bit before that. Uh, with Leti, I came already 14 when I met her the first time. Uh, I think with 10, 11. I think I won my first tournament with 10 or 11. And I started with 7. So <laughs> it was bad. And to be honest, as a as a kid, I only get my yellow belt because of time. Because I was three years a white belt, and my teacher probably said, oh, I feel bad for her. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gave it to me. But uh, was I think he, I, my city didn't have so many girls. I used to fight for two girls hours. Well, mm. I was the same girl. And the first time I won was against a girl that he, I used to have like a... You know, like when you you always fight that person, you have a competitive, yeah, competitive thing. But I couldn't even be a rival for her because she kicked my ass so many times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and but one day, one day I got a push from my for my aunt. One of my aunts, I used to have like a a, a thingy, a, a small thingy, white key, old one. And my aunt came to me and said, "Look." Usually, on a, as a kid, all my family used to go to the tournament. They used to go take food. The whole family would go to watch. And this one came out to me and said, look, if you win today, I'm going to buy you a new gi. You know, the one with the hard, the hard color, everything, a pretty one. And then I was so bumpy, like, I want a new gi. I want a gi like that. Because our kids used to wear the little one, you know. And yeah. then I, I wanted that one. Is that going to look cool? So when I went to fight the gear, I beat the two girls that all used to beat me. I lost for them so many times that I went to that tournament and I beat both of them on the same day. And after that, I never lost for them anymore. You know, like after that, like I, I, as soon as I finished, as soon as I won, I came to my aunt's side and now I have my gear, right? <laughs> it's yeah. ready for me, right? <laughs> yeah, two weeks later, I got my gear and that was exciting. You know, like, but I think he, I probably, I probably could beat them before, but I just never trust myself, you know? And I ne- I needed a little push, you know, something. And even though, like, one of those girls, one time I went to fight for them, she came on the mat with sh- uh, socks on. The referee said for her, like, hey, take off your socks for, for you, those sleeper. And she said, oh, no, don't worry, going to be quick. 
Oh man. <laughs> she aimed was quick. She was confident. She freaking, she freaking jumped like she freaking jumped like a fly armbar or something on my arm so quick. And I oh cried so bad. But those are good memories, you know? Those made me stronger though to try better. To don't give up too, you know. Yeah. I, I was I was very persistent, even though everybody said to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a question about sock lady. Did she uh did the sock, sock lady, lady end up did and did sock lady end up quitting? Yeah. She just then who's who's the winner here? Right? <laughs> she can yeah. wear socks all she wants back in kid, in kid Gabby McComb, but kid Gabby yeah. McComb became twenty twenty Pan Am champion at Black Belt and she's probably still wearing socks. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's I gonna be honest with you, you know, like by the time a lot of people were from project we didn't mm. have that many fence academies in Manaus, you know. Mm -hmm. So pretty much had so many teachers raising projects. So I was from a project. She was from a project, you know. And I remember, you know, she's not with us anymore. She already passed away <laughs> young, you know, because she lost herself for drugs, you know. She started going to drugs, started getting into with wrong people. But mm. she was very talented, you know. If she persists, you know, if he... But that's the thing, you know. In jiu-jitsu, on that time, it was like a, you either are very persistent, you know, you keep going, keep going, and one day you're going to get a return from that, or like a, you quit and you go into another thing, you know. You either quit and go into study, or either quit and go to the bad way. And then, in, unfortunately, you know, she started going to the bad way, and right now she's not with us anymore. But that's what's sad, you know, about it that before, that a lot of the people were so talented that they didn't have the opportunity, you know, that support you know or or like a family support and everything everything counts you know to make it bad decisions so i'm not i'm not blaming on her or whatever happened to her is the opportunity that she didn't have you know to become a, to to become like example i got it but doesn't mean she didn't get it because she was not good it's because she didn't have the opportunity you know and she didn't persist in like i did so yeah that's that's crazy that is very sad that you know her life went that direction um, so you said you trained at a project as well. So that had to be a big change for you going from training at like a social project to moving to the U S and training with Leticia. It's like, what were some of the challenges, like just adapting to the new lifestyle in the U S? Uh, was different, but it was not that hard to adapt it. What was different was the way co go coming here and coming back to my gym, you know, because here everybody in the jeans was so professional, you know, like, Oh, you have a class for drill class, you have a class for sparring, you have a class for these, you have a workout. So I was very impressed about that because it, we call in Brazil, we have the our training before was too much with rice and beans. <laughs> very basic, you know, we started like a little warm up in the beginning and then go roll 10 rounds, you know. So yeah. it was not, we never really did technique or anything. So as soon as I started coming here and then Technique, this and that. You have to warm up, technique, and then roll. And then a little this, a little that. And I'm like, oh, so this is how you have to do, you know, to become professional, you know? So every time I used to come here, I used to learn a little bit things to bring for the people from my in my gym. Mm -hmm. So even techniques, like I was a blue belt, something. I used to learn all the techniques, here's the drill class, and repeat everything for them over there to make they good to, to become a better trainer for me. Because they were good training, but we all, we always were on the same thing, you know, because we didn't have somebody to show different things. So everything I used to learn here, I used to teach them or change the way of the training, you know, 
make them better, make them more professional to help each other to for everybody grow. You know, like I'm uh, gonna give an example. I remember when Brin Bolu started going. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what was Brin Bolu. I went to fight a Brazilian national, and then, bam! First match, Maísa Basto. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, a, I started fight. Oh, I, I think I'm doing good. And then when I see she's on my back. <laughs> and then I went back home and I said, what the girl did on me? Like, uh, what the heck she did? I don't know what is that. And then I went to watch the match. Every match is the same thing. I'm like, what the heck? I never did this before. I only knew about Della Hiva. And then, okay. And then, first of all, how am I going to ask people to help me if they don't know how to do it? So I got one white belt, one of my friends white belt in the gym. I said, let's learn this shit. No. <laughs> I, I started watching videos of beating Bolu, beating Bolu, beating Bolu, beating Bolu. I learned how to do it, and then I taught him how to do it, and I said, he started doing on me every day. So I learned how to kill this now, yeah. so how to avoid. And then that's pretty much, you know, how it was everything. I used to try to learn new things, show for them, or especially things that I, I knew was going on at the moment, everybody was doing at the moment. So everybody learned, you know, and helped each other. That was the the goal but to adapt to here what was so cool for me you know was easy because i like it it was a lot better you know than what we had so it was not something hard for me to adapt to that, that's so cool you know it's fun i'm gonna tell you something funny about about the bitter bowl when i first because I, i didn't understand it either and it started like i was about green belt early blue belt when i tried learning this technique it took my coach a year to teach me and that's not oh. because he had you know he's a bad coach it's because i my brain doesn't work so i <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, he, my nickname when I was a kid was Bishubuhu. Bishubuhu? So, Bishubuhu, yeah. <laughs> Trust me. Finding oh going, finding out so what mean. that meant at That's 15 so years old. <laughs> no, he, my coach is my best friend. Like, he, but back then I was 14 and he's like, he was like 27. Now I'm 23. He's like he 38. He used to lose his face and say Bishubuhu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh my God. He gets so upset. Um, among other names that I won't say, but like it is like you say whatever he wanted because I was a dumb white kid who didn't know Portuguese, and he'd just be like unload his frustration in a language that was foreign to me. And uh, yeah, no, Bernabola was the source of a lot of frustration, and now I love it. So it's like it's like, haha, I could learn Bernabola now. But it's just funny. I thought about that story when you were talking about you have a lot of similarities, like you know, with the kids, and then like. A technique comes along and you don't even know what it is and it happens to you and then you go back and work really hard on it. I feel like a lot of people – have you ever had something like that, Danny, where like you you get hit with something in a tournament that you're like, what the heck was that? And then it takes you a while to learn it? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean that's happened so many times. (laughs) (laughs) I get hit with a move. I don't know really what it is or how it works. And then, yeah, just try and go back and watch the video and study it. But The life of a podcaster. Well, uh, (laughs) Kathy – uh, do you do you coach, right? You you coach at a a little bit. You teach. Yes. Do you feel like being around? I mean, I know Leticia is an amazing, legendary coach as well. Uh, do you feel like your jujitsu changed at all when you started coaching? Do you feel like you started to rapidly improve when you started to actually teach jujitsu as well? Um, that's what I say for people. Uh, has has a lot of uh, type different type of uh, athletes. Mm-hmm. Have the athlete that can just can be an athlete have the athlete that is good to be a teacher and has the athlete that he he, he doesn't know you know how to do both you know mm. like I, he's it's hard you know like a, it's kind of it's kind of weird but example i on the beginning i'm not gonna say oh you start teaching you we're good already no i started learning too 
and have these people that pass through the situation that they start learning. We try to teach, but they still they still not a good coach. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because they don't like it. So you need to to be a teacher. You need to enjoy and like it. You know, you can do complaining all day or I don't know. It's weird, you know. But being a coach for me, it really helped me to get better, you know, as an athlete. Because I feel like uh, you as a coach, it doesn't matter. Like, example, I'm going to give an t- example. Uh, okay, Paulo Miao, Miaos, they are very good in beating bolo. If they open a gym one day, they can't just teach beating bolo for their students. Mm-hmm. You know, they need to learn other things to teach. They have to be around, you know, all the position, even though they don't like it. Oh, but I don't like to do takedown. But you need to learn to teach your students, you know. You don't like, but maybe your student is going to need it. So yeah. that's what it, I was a, I was an athlete very I started I started just playing bottom and then I became a top player and then oh I was zero takedown and then I started working more takedown and now I consider myself a little bit way around you know in jiu-jitsu I can play a little bit every every everything and survive you know every position even though some things I don't like it I try to put myself on that situation or to learn and same thing with that as a as a coach, you know, that helped me a lot because of that to become a better. That's how I started being more like I need. I don't want to be at the best beating bolo. I don't want to be the best takedown. I wanna know a little bit of each. That's gonna make me fight a lot better than be just one. Because I tried the number one, not gonna work. I don't wanna have a number two or number three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. So being a coach. Help like that. You need to study. You need to push yourself to always learn thing, new things to show for your students, you know. And eventually, teaching them, you're going to ha- help yourself too, you know. Uh, if it's basic, it doesn't matter if it's basic. It doesn't matter if it's take down. doesn't matter if something's hard. You're having to teach them that. It's going to push, you know, yourself to learn better and better and, and, and make the, the, the technique better, you know, too. So I think it's yeah. very good, if you can do both, you know, be an athlete, be a coach, you know. And also mm-hmm. it's hard, you know, because I see some people say like, oh, I don't like to teach, you know, because that's take a lot of time off me, of training and this and that. But you need to know good points and bad points. Okay, the bad points that you stayed out the training, you know, get tired, this and that. But the good points that they help, you know, to think more about jiu-jitsu because it's not about the... I think Jujic is not about just repetition. Repetition is good, but it's about one standing. Mm-hmm. So if you teach the, if you learn the position, repeat five times and go teach the position five times, doesn't mean you know you're gonna you're gonna know how to explain for the student after if he if he asks a question. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you need you need to more understand Jujic than actually repeat a hundred times to learn. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And I, I was watching some of your matches from Pans the past couple of days, and I feel like, like you said, you have a little bit of everything. Like you can do takedowns. You got some takedowns in the open class. You got a lot of sweeps. You got a lot of passes, submissions. So I feel, I feel like that, that's a really good point because I think a lot of competitors nowadays are really focused on getting good at like one thing. So it was cool to see your matches and, and what you just talked about and just see how well-rounded you actually are when you compete. Yeah, I feel everybody gets studied. Like everybody studies each other. I'm not a, a kind of person that studies so, so much a person I'm going to fight with, but you get studied. And I'm uh, in my way of thinking, if I become a way around the athlete, it's going to be hard for people to know what I'm going to do and compete with me. You know, like, uh, oh, let's study Gabby. What she can do? Oh, she's good on bottom. Oh, she's good on top. Oh, she's good in takedown. What should I do with her? 
Mm-hmm. It's always it's always gonna be like a, I don't know, you know. You can't you. It's good to have something you can't expect it from the person, you know. Yeah. You, they can't ex. I feel like I I wanna make the person don't expect nothing from me because they not gonna expect and like uh, they don't know if I wanna pull guard today. They don't know. Oh, I wanna play top tomorrow, you know. So mm-hmm. it's, that's I think it's kind of like a, the way I use you know to to that's my against people to go good on, against people. Like I, I try to make myself. A, very very like a variety like a mm-hmm. changing and some people that get study like example oh i want to focus and become the best one in being bolo the best one in take down but then the people go that go study your game they study your game they're gonna train in their whole camp to block that game to know how let you do it oh but you can become so good on that that doesn't matter if they train to avoid it you're still gonna get it no had a point that it, somebody gonna stop, you know. Some one day they're gonna stop working, and when that, uh, when that stop stop working, you know, like you're gonna feel like, oh, I should have done before, you know, before that happened. Yeah, that makes. Help. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like people use the example of like Hodger Gracie a lot, like saying, oh, you know exactly what he's gonna do, but he's the same way as you. He has takedowns, he has sweeps, he has a lot of guard passes. So you you don't really know how he's gonna start the match. Like he might use yeah. some cross chokes a lot but i mean that's like his end game he also has a bunch of different ways to get there and a bunch of different paths to get to that position yeah it's different mm. you know yeah yeah for sure i mean another example of like the a person who got super comfortable with their game was Leonardo and i feel like it's why he started to like i mean i'm not even gonna say fine difficulty because he was getting like second and third worlds and pans right but like the reason why he started to have a little bit more opposition than he was when he was about to win the double grand slam was he pretty much got on the leg and did like a really aggressive knee cut. And that was what he did and it worked for him. But then now he's, you can see like at BJJ stars, he had something a little bit different, which is pretty awesome. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's another example. Yeah. A lot of people said that about him, like he needs to change, you know, because everybody changed, everybody grew, everybody studied him so much that it, Everything that he was doing was not really working at the moment or anymore. So that happened. You can see some people that you can tell me like, oh, they were doing these every day, every time, you know, and now they change, you know. I, I Example, the meows, the meows used to just bring ball all the time. They start passing, you know, yep. they started doing different things. My sister too, oh, she was just, just played bring ball the whole time. She was scared to be on top. And now she goes on top and pass guard too. So they yep. they notice at one point at one point the person gonna notice by herself you know that she needs to change, and that's what Leandro Lowe, when he started losing so much he didn't he didn't understand that you know he probably thought like oh, fuck it I'm gonna do whatever I'm best you know and and mm-hmm. expect they're gonna work you know but people study you you know and it's just gonna get harder. It's very true, sure. So I want to pivot a little bit and talk about because we mentioned that you're on the the all female fight to win card this coming weekend. Um, it's going to be on Friday, uh, January 29th. So hopefully about a couple days after this interview comes out. Um, but can you talk a little bit about what it was like training as a female when you started jujitsu and how that's kind of changed up until this point right now? Wow, well, when I, in my city didn't have the, so many girls training. But uh, lucky, like uh, when I started on the project, uh, my teacher, he started doing like, a, his goal was to do a big project. He had girls, boys, you know, kids. And 
he tried to make a very big team of girls, you know, like on, on my on my market had me, another one, little one like me, has my had my sister, my my cousin, uh another other friends, you know. And he was very excited you know, to try to make it work because he also was like a black belt and he worked in the and the cop I forgot how it called here, the, like a federal cop, something like that in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Policeman. So you yeah, so the project was from the police department. So that's why how we had like uh, sometimes the police department give you the tickets for the people travel, you know, help with those things. So he was trying to make it work. And at one point, like I said, it was hard. They start getting old. They start finishing school and get that point that, oh, you need to choose what you want to do now. Or you either become an athlete, try to keep you on that life, or you go to school and finish a coach university or do something. So most of the girls that was by that time with me, they got pregnant, they went to do school, they, you know, out the focus. So after that was pretty much like a find a way to training somebody from really my size. Never really matter if they were girl or boy. You know, I re- I don't I don't really uh care for me it's so good that i have girls to train here but i don't really care if i didn't have it you know what i mean mm-hmm. but i'm grateful i'm grateful that i have the opportunity to train for years because like i said i can train with you guys of my size but it's never the same when you're training for a girl girl mm-hmm. to girl yeah you know they train is a lot harder because the guys let it go a little bit you know let you do you know things you know mm-hmm. they're never gonna go 100 percent hard on you you know i don't know like i feel like a training figure is a lot better but by that time there, I didn't really have the option, you know. I trained whatever I had. I had to use whatever I had. And changing from that to what I have right now, was, for me, it was just better and better, you know. Mm-hmm. The opportunity that I have to train in a gym, that I have so many gears, you know. Have a teacher, a, a gear teacher. I do have a, a guy teacher too, Morango. So for me, it's good, you know. Like, it's very good too. If you have the opportunity, it's great. I see a lot of girls complaining, like, oh, how come... Uh, how it is, how it is for you to to train in an academy that you're the only girl. And I tell them like, uh, for me, I never on the beginning I never had it, so I don't make a big deal. But for them, you know, everybody has different. You no, know, I I don't really care, but maybe she care, you know. So I feel like everybody has to be feel comfortable where they are. Mm-hmm. So if they don't feel comfortable where they are training, uh, okay, find something down that's going to be better for you, you know. That's what I tell them. Like, oh, how do you adapt? I, I could adapt, you know. It's just like, a, depend if you can. Yeah, absolutely. So, do you want to talk a little bit, too, about... Um, sorry, I think we might have lost your sound. Are you still there? Let me see. Okay. Oh. Go ahead. Okay, sorry, that's better. Um, so, do you want to talk about um, what it means to you to be on the on the fight to win card for that's just women? Like, I think you're the co-main event, or you're one of the top fights on the on the card. So, do you want to talk about like wh- what it means to you for them to reach out to you and and have you on that card and and how you're like anticipating the event going? Yeah, uh, I I I mean I, I appreciate a lot of what the set is doing for the girls, you know, and all not just for the girls, for all the athletes, you know, trying to keep a tournament up. Because those times right now, like like people say, oh, because said this and said that. I think like I said, can be a lot of things, but at least he's doing he's doing something that uh, a lot of people are not doing. Like, uh, and yeah. it's hard right now in this time. 
he could just say, fuck y'all, you know, not gonna have a fight to win. Mm-hmm. But uh, he also needs, and we also need, because it, yeah. paying, paying a lot or not, you know, because he told me, like, uh, on the first, you know, he, he probably said for everyone, look, I'm not gonna be able to pay uh, whatever I was paying before, because it's hard right now, times are hard right now. And I told him, like, uh, who need doesn't care, and who loves doesn't care. Some people, I thought, I used to think like, oh, you fight for this. Yeah, you give, you give value. I do give value for myself, but you need to understand that some athletes, they live off competition. They have visa for competition. They have it, and they also like to compete, you know, and uh, the big thing was, man, I always fought for a, a piece of metal. Like, a, you know, whatever <laughs> I'm getting right now, that's fine, you know, so it's not that much about these, you know, it's about the, uh, your need at the moment, you know. And I think it's very cool that he kept the term, you know. And I told him, as soon as the pandemic started, I said, Sad, if you have any terms going on, I'm up here to fight whatever you can get to me to fight. You no, know, I need to keep competing, especially because of my visa, you know. I need to keep updating my, my titles so my visa stay up. Because if you don't compete, how they going to, you know, how you get a visa for that? Yeah. You have an athlete visa. Yeah, you know, that's not competing. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you're fighting. Out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too sure. But you're fighting uh, Talita, Alan Carr. I think you fought her once before and you have a victory over her. Do you want to talk about her as an opponent and what you kind of expect um, for the match? Oh, I've only fought one time with Talita on the EBI. And I think I had the opportunities to fight with her in Brazil before. I'm not sure. But I never, we never crossed that many times. You know, have some gears I fight so many times. But her, she was not one of those that I fight all the time. But uh, I think it's going to be a very exciting match. I, I heard a lot of people saying that, oh, that was a great matchup. Because I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say that we have a similar, uh, a similar game. But we also fight forward. You know, yeah. we also have the semi, I think a little bit, uh, same, not semi, but a, a close characters of the way we fight, fight forward, you know, like, uh, and don't, don't really, not going to be a, I don't think going to be a dead fight, like, it's, it's going to be an exciting one, you know, so I think, as an athlete, I know she's very aggressive, I know she, she likes to get the, into people's head, because yep. I see, <laughs> I see so many people, girls, very good that they could they could win, they could be her, but they lost for the head. Like they 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 let her go get into the head during the fight, and I feel like a fight's like this, when start is even, at the moment that one starts growing more than the other in the fight, that's when it, the, this one falls, and then this one more confident this one get on the fight. That's what makes they win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think that's what happened. Sometimes you go, you see fights that, oh, I don't know who going to win on the match. Like I, I saw one time she fighting with a Karen. Karen's very good too, you know, very aggressive and everything. But I think on that day, if he asked me like, oh, who going to win on the match? I said, I don't know. That's a very tough match, you know, like I don't know who going to win on the match. And... I said, I know who's going to win a match is the person that has a better head, you know, like a good mm-hmm. head. That mm-hmm. they don't let the nerves get into you because as soon as they get, the nerves start getting to you, you know, they go to your head and you let they grow in a match. That's when they that happen, you know. So I think if she fights like that, you know, try to get into people's head, 
and if you I call shrink you can you can shrink you know when the person comes like that with for you I always say like oh the person comes with you with you two you come back with you three mm-hmm. to show for them that you're not afraid of them you know like you don't care how much they they are good you're gonna try to give your best you no know? so if they come on top of you with you two and you oh shit like a I'll, yeah I'll scare and they see that oh okay I'm gonna keep doing and then they keep doing keep doing and you you lose your your thing you know like but I think it is the it's like I said about the wave if the wave comes hard the wave has to go back three times hard and that's when it becomes a great match because I know she's not gonna turn down I know she's gonna come hard and in my head how I'm prepared for this match my my jiu-jitsu i'm preparing good and my 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 technique i'm preparing good my head i'm making good and the only thing i'm gonna think about when i go to fight is gonna be like uh, okay whatever happens right now i'm gonna keep going forward and i'm not gonna turn down i'm gonna show for her that yeah i'm here too you know i mean i'm, I'm all in and i know she's gonna be all in that's why i always expect it's gonna be a good match you know because she's not gonna turn down i'm not gonna turn down so I can't say whatever gonna happen a match, but I can say that the, it's gonna be exciting. It's like a some like a, some girls like oh because sometimes you know girls uh, fight with her like man I don't like to fight with her because she started she's kind of have like a, the attitude and this and that, <laughs> and that's what getting into people you know like they get mad about the attitude you know that she's doing. Yeah. And I even and I even saw remember the words that she lost because she danced. <laughs> You know, that day she was winning, and then she danced, she got ten out, and then she started losing. She got mass on her head after, you know, after she saw that she was losing, didn't have that much time, she lost herself, you know, like, and then she, that cost her the match for her, you know, and that's what happens, you know, like, I think if you focus from the beginning to the end, and don't let people get into your head, that's what happened. She was trying to get Amanda's head, but Amanda kept it. You know, like I oh, know that I wanna, I wanna more than you today, and that's what happened. You know, like she got it mm-hmm. because it was a mistake, but it cost her. You know, for for learning. Definitely. So pretty much, that's what I expect. It's gonna be good. I just yeah, know it's, that. it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, we're super excited for it. Jake, I feel like I've been asking all the questions. So, do you have any you questions? No, man. I, but the thing is, is I really just I enjoy uh I enjoy listening as well. Um, I try to I try to just kind of. As you're as you're talking and as you're you know telling the stories and uh, and yeah, also I talk too much too. It's hard for him to make. No, no 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 no. Trust <laughs> me. I asked a lot. The so. People have left reviews on the show saying, "Wow, Jake talks a lot." And over text, <laughs> that doesn't sound too great. Over text, that sounds kind of rude. You know what I mean? Like, wow, guy talks a whole bunch. You know. But the reality yeah. is, I am usually the guy. It's nice to it's nice to hear someone else talk because uh, I mean, okay, I'll talk about uh, one time I saw Talita beat uh, Jazari. And I think that's when her momentum started really good. And that was, I think, her first world championship victory was against Jazari uh, Matuda. And um, I think one one interesting thing about this whole show is, I mean, it's, I think a lot of people kind of, I wish it wasn't, it didn't have to be like, a oh, an all-female show is a spectacle. Like, they should just be these. These should just be a thing. Because the females in jiu-jitsu are fantastic. Like you, Nachielli, Jazari, Talita, all so exciting. And uh, and now I I know that uh, Seth is doing a lot of work. I actually wanted to speak on that. Seth Daniels has done a lot for the community. I think there was a fight 
last time, right? Was there a fight last weekend at the Fight to Win show? Yeah, I think there was something. Did you see that? I heard, I heard about, but I wasn't, I wasn't watching. I, I really hope that doesn't happen again. I really hope that does not happen again. That is that is not a good reflection of uh, that reminds me of like the Strike Force show where uh, Jason Mayhem Miller went inside the ring and talked smack to Jake Shields. But uh, no, I'm really really excited to see you go out there and uh, and fight. I know. Uh, do you think that there's anything? Mm, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that kind of podcaster. But anyway, do you think that there's anything this fight that will be different than last fight? At all, or do you think it's going to be kind of the same vibe? Like, I know Danny just asked that question, but like stylistically, is there anything that you are bringing in response to last time? I'm not going to ask you to give away your game plan, but do you kind of understand what I'm asking? Yeah, it's about like a, I example. The first time I fought with her, it was a different rule, was EBI mm-hmm. rules. Yeah. Oh, it's so, way different. So everything depends, you know. Like example, right now is like I think gonna be eight or ten minutes fight, yeah, and mm-hmm. all the way submission only. So you don't really about when you fight the rules like that, you don't really have you it's not about it is about strategy and not strategies. About strategy, like some people you go see the boring fights in fight training sometimes is when people try to go strategy gentle. They oh I'm gonna fake a submission here, I'm gonna try to do that, and this and this. Oh, this person's very good, I just gonna defend myself and then the end I'm gonna attack the foot mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna win because I had one submission attempted. You know what I mean? Yeah, so this yeah. is kind of boring. This is kind of boring. Oh. So EBI, when I fought her the first time, I was really trying to go into the submission. Oh, I was, my goal was like I need to secure a good position so I can get a submission. But I got to the final on that tournament, and everybody was criticizing me like, oh, Gabby didn't even go for submission, this and that. And I told for people, look, I was a, a first time that I fought a big tournament in Nogi. Um, I never really fought Nogi before and go to a submission only EBI rules that you have to start on the position right away after, you know, I did train for that tournament, but it's not something that you learn for the night for the day, you know, like um, mm-hmm. it's hard. And I, my type of game was never a, a, a person that submits a lot. By mm-hmm. that time, I was not a person to submit a lot. I always make a lot of points, you know, and I was, I just was not a submission person, you know. So I went to that tournament submission only, and then I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, I have to submit everyone. <laughs> My first goal is try to don't get submitted and mm-hmm. try to get a submission. So the first point I did was good. I survived it. But yeah. the bad point was that I couldn't get nothing, you know. So on the same time, I knew I was not was not my – I got the final, but it was not my best thing I could have done. Mm-hmm. But it was very a very good experience for me, you know. So when I fought for her – was already that character, you know, like I didn't have that many, that many submi- submissions. Uh, with the rule set, was very hard. Uh, you you got a training for whatever the, the rules are, sets are, you know, like, a, so if I'm going to compete for a BDGF, I'm going to fight with a rule set for a BDGF. Mm. Looking for submission, but also thinking about the rules, about points and stuff. Uh, fighting fight trains all loud. I'm going to fight fight training style. What, how are you training for that? You can try submission your train parts as much as you can. Yeah. And yeah. and put yourself in bad situations, you know, so you can train how to get out, you know, if it happens during the fight. So pretty much it's this, you know, there's not it's not too many things to do, you know. And I think uh for this one right now, I think mm-hmm. my goal is try to go for as much as I can, you know, because the goal if you start doing, if you're the one starting, you know, putting the pace. I think the fight goes good for you. 
You know Definitely. what I mean? I mm -hmm. just, I think my goal for this match is try to meet putting in putting the pace on the nice. match. You know, if I put <clears> the pace on the match, you know, I think it's good. Because the last time I think she always come forward, you know, and I tried to wait too much, and I was kind of scared about, about submission and stuff. But right now I think I'm I'm a lot better knowing Nogi compared to what I was when I first first fight to her. I I now I I have a lot of more submissions, you know. I even fought a submission on the tour tournament and was a submission only two. And then I even told Larry one time I said, Larry, I don't know, you know, I just need to get better submission. You know, I always sub sweep, you know, pass. I'm very good on that, but I'm I'm suck on submission. Mm. <laughs> and then and then that time I got three submissions and it's like, see, you're getting better. I said, that's good. That's why I'm happy. I was. I know it was not even that happy about the term, winning the term. It was about the, oh, I got three submissions today, you know, I got better mm -hmm. in something. So I like to see progress, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think compare what I fought the Talita the first time, I progressed a lot. So I hope this is worth enough for, for to help me on this match right now. Mm -hmm. And you know what? You brought up EBI rules and the different rule sets. I actually want to know two things. One, uh, so I think EBI rules is the stupidest rule set in all jiu-jitsu. I really hate it. I think it's dumb. Um, but I want to know what is your favorite rule set you've ever competed in, and what is one that, or and if it's if it's you have like a rule set that you like that you want to compete in, what is your favorite rule set you've ever competed in? It's not about really favorite, you know. It's more about I I think I consider what I'm more used to. Mm, yeah. Because I always compete my whole life. He, Jiu-Jitsu, BJJF tournaments, or yeah. BJJ tournaments, you know, so mm -hmm. pretty much the rule set's the same. So that the, I think you like it what you used to. When it's out of your comfort zone, is everything you don't like it, when it's for not sure. your comfort zone. So that's why it was hard for BJJ people from only Jiu-Jitsu, you know, like a, I think when they created the EBI, it was the fact of people from 10 Planet, you know, those people that don't like it. <laughs> they don't like it. They don't like it to compete with gi, you know. And right. they found a way to make it easier for them. Okay, I can't, I can't get a, I can't do jujitsu to get a good position, try to get a submission. I need to start straight on your back so I can submit you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of yeah. like, my view about that rule. But I don't. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, how to say? I'm not judging. I'm just mm -hmm. making a point of view, like a why. You okay? You didn't submission ten minutes because that's what they do sometimes. We go fight with them. You see a BJJ like a we we did the submission of shore. That's CBI rules. They all the gears had a perfect jujitsu on my team. They had a perfect jujitsu. We got good we got good sweeps. Uh, got good positions. But their goal, the other girls, I gonna survive. They only defend the whole freaking time to get to the end. Go to the back. Or go, I don't know, mm -hmm. go to the armbar. Yeah. They, they get a submission because they only train. Okay, I train how to start on the armbar. I train how to start on the back. But do you know how to get to the back? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why are you starting there? <laughs> yeah, it's too easy. So I feel yeah. like an EBI rule is too easy for them, you know, and hard for us because fuck, like uh, we have to do the whole jujitsu part to get there and try to get, and they just defend, 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 defend. So you guys are very good defenders, you know, like. Uh, Sounds like you. It sounds like you share my opinion on this rule set. I know you said <laughs> no, I don't judge. The Bible says don't judge your neighbor. It doesn't say don't judge <laughs> the rule set, right? I'm judging harshly the EBI rule set. <laughs> no, yeah, I, oh, okay. no way. I started judging anyways, but I'm not, I'm saying 
I did judge, but uh, I don't care about a competing. You know what I mean? That's oh, I, I'm, just, I'm just teasing you. I'm Christian too. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, I say I just don't care about competing because I want to stand. I don't. I'm not gonna say like oh, it's useless. Yeah, have a tournaments that pay for that. You know, so it's good money. You you train for the rule set that whatever they have. If you have to become a very good defending to go to the overtime and get win by overtime, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You just start to you do the same thing they do, you know. But I just think that's boring, you know. It's not fun, you know. You have to start already on the armbar. It's too easy. It's like a it's like a saying that we have in Brazil. When you teach someone, you don't give. You're gonna get a fish. You try to get the person get a fish. You don't give the pool the fishing pool. You don't you don't give the fish right away. You give the fishing pool fishing and the person pool. go there and get it. So mm-hmm. it's giving the armbar right away there. I feel like a man. Are you teaching defend? And Ruset, okay, today we're going to learn armbar defense, armbar attacks. That's how you learn in the gym. Oh, you're going to learn attack the back and defend the back. That's how you learn. You know what I mean? So the whole jiu-jitsu thing is not about because they don't know how to get in a good position. They know how to start there, you know. So it's a few people that knows, you know, how to do, you know, everything. But I don't know. The ABI became too much like that. That's why I said, like, uh, when we fought for them, uh, I did, you know, try my best you not know, to get submission and everything. And I, I, my train partners went for submission. They did try to, but like I told them, look, we just didn't, we didn't, we didn't study that bad, that good, the, their, their, their rule set because they didn't want to fight with us during the 10 minutes. Yeah. They just wanted to they, defend. Their goal was, I'm going to survive for the, the time of the match. And I, I get you on the, on the overtime. You know what I mean? So that's what sucks. Yeah, I agree with you because I feel like the hardest part about a jiu-jitsu match is getting to a dominant position, getting to the back, getting to the armbar position or the mount. So, yeah, I, I think we're all kind of in agreement on the EBI rules. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't care about fighting. No, I don't care. I, I'm down for it. You know, I'm just like, a, it doesn't make, really make sense, but whatever. No. You'll it's still do fight. it to challenge yourself and to have more matches. Yeah, like it's just like a, like I told you, some people don't like it because it's out of your comfort zone. So for mm-hmm. me, it's out of my comfort zone. You know, like uh, people, somebody starts right on my arm. Like what? Like like, like <laughs> get my arm. You have to start there. Yeah, so. that's funny. So I just have one more question, Jake. Do you have anything else before I I'm gonna, ask? My I'm husband? gonna let you take. I'm gonna take let you take it, bud. So we talked about the the fight to win card. Are there any other matches on that card that you're excited about, or anyone that you're excited to watch? Maybe it's not a match, but maybe just a person that you like to watch compete. Anything else about that card? I don't know really about the whole card on the bottom. I know a few people are gonna compete, like Kata gonna fight Tubi, and then Car- Anna gonna fight Rafaela, and I know Luana with Hanat. So I, mm-hmm. I just pretty much I just know those. I yeah. don't know the rest of the card right now because. It, I didn't see uh, wherever wh- where they post, but I think pretty much all the girls that are on the Coleman card, you know, in the main card, mm-hmm. those all of them are gonna be good matches, you know. It's gonna be exciting to fight Filuan. I know old school. Yeah. It's gonna be a great match those one, and it's gonna be very good to watch Carol with the with the Rafael. So it's gonna be very aggressive match. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I think all of them, you know, everybody has to expect the good things for them, you know, like a, the, those last matches are going to be very good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. It's been about an hour, so we don't want to take up too much of your day. But yeah, yeah is there any, is there any, uh, any sponsors you want to thank or any friends or coaches or anything like that? 
Yeah, uh, I want to say thank you for my teachers, you know, Letty and Morango for everything they do for me, you know. Uh, thank you for my husband for all this, our support, you know, Paulinho is a big supporter, you know, my teammates that they get, get ready, especially on this pandemic right now that they, the training is hard, you know, keep the gym open, it's hard, you know. So thank you for all the students that support the academy to keep it open, you know, so I, we can still compete in training. And pretty much these, you know, my sponsor, Hyperfly, you know, uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying to be with Hyperfly right now. You can teach hard is a very, is a perfect phrase, you know, for a person that I always fight for, you know, and gives everything on a mat. So yeah. I really like, you know, the, the opportunity to be with Hyperfly right now. So yeah, pretty much, you know, those, yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you guys too for, for letting me share a little bit, you know, I'm oh, no, sorry if I it. talk too much. No, Never. absolutely not. We need to Never. have you back on, honestly. Exactly. Such, These are the such kind of guests guess. that we want yeah. to have back on. Danny's right. Um, yeah, no. Like, like I said, it's like somebody who talks as much as I do. Yes. <laughs> Got the same thing. Oh. On. Um, but yeah, we want to thank, uh, first of all, everybody, Gabrielle just mentioned, please follow them. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, other podcast platforms. I don't have the brain capacity right now to say. <laughs> you can follow Danny O'Donnell at DannyOD424 on Instagram. He's going to grow it. Jordan Syatt said to do it, and I'm going to repeat <laughs> what Jordan Syatt says. Danny O'Donnell, you need to do it. Um, First time we mentioned my official. Instagram in 75 episodes. <laughs> oh, I know, right? I'm going to start doing it. Um <laughs> Man, yeah, be sure to follow us or leave a review. Uh, also, we want to thank Electric Performance, the people who have the thickest biceps I've ever seen. Right? <laughs> like, I've been biceps. choked. I got <laughs> choked by some thick biceps, but I, I didn't see them. They were around my neck, so I can't speak hey, to that. But I don't know. You know, you're talking about biceps, right? Did you ever see? Do you remember Pauline's forearm? <laughs> it's huge, right? I remember it being around my neck. <laughs> it's bigger than my head. I remember it being around my neck. I don't remember it being <laughs> He is strong, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I thought like that was a joke big. at first. I thought you were credit like, hey, remember my husband when he choked you out? I'd be like, dang, yeah, I was there. No, because I know those guys are big too, you know, but I don't I don't know, you know. Oh no, Paulino like is he's big. Yeah. He he he's takes big. the cake yeah. for biggest forearm. He wins. He definitely I'm <laughs> I started working out again recently. Shout out to Jason Caymans. Um but uh, yeah, we want to thank Electrum Performance. Uh, use our Open Guardcast discount code Open Guardcast twenty five if you want to uh, become marginally more attractive through them. And also, we can um, we definitely want to thank Agro Brand, uh, Mr. Eddie Welch, who makes amazing graphic designs. We want to thank High Tech Photography, Joe Cryo, and Marcio Andre Academy and Maracaba BJJ. It has been an awesome episode. We love what we do. This is episode seventy five. Seventy five episodes of Open Guardcast in one year. Where are you at? Other pod, I don't oh, even know yeah. who I'm shouting out, who I'm calling out right now, but fun times. Gabrielle, thank you so much. It has been an absolute pleasure. God bless you. And Danny, take us away. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This is episode 75 of the Open Yard Cast with Gabby McComb. Definitely check her out on Fight to Win this coming Friday, the 29th on Flow Grappling. And, yeah, hopefully we can have her back on. And everyone, have a good week. Yeah, you too.